Epstein, Barack, and, and Trump were known as the sort of three amigos around New York City at the time. You know, they were partying it up on a regular basis. They were out of the town all the time. They were these young, wealthy, successful guys who basically had New York at their feet. With Epstein and President Trump and the parties and the socializing, that did take place. Steve, did, did you, you see what, what Donald, Donald was doing, doing with the Hotel in, in the short, short period, period of time that, that, that he, he owned? owned. Were, Were you, you in there, there with him? him? And Ivana ran it. Is that, Is that correct? correct? Well, it was part of his group of hotels, yes. They ran it. The Trump Organization ran the Plaza Hotel, to my knowledge. It was, it was an extraordinary deal, deal. Mm. at an, an impossible time, time that, that fell into, into Donald's lap. Yet, Yet again, again, with, with a, a lot, lot of help from, from some Saudi. Saudi. Now, you're very versed uh, into the way Donald Trump built his casino empire uh, using the Ace Greenberg connection. And, and maybe this is a good time for you to share some of that with us. Uh, Ace arranged for Bear Stearns to give these bonds to Donald so that he could purchase, I believe the big one was around resorts, but there was also sort of the valleys one. And, and so, so in there, and all this sort of purging, and all this sort of, how do I, how do I become a New Jersey, you know, Atlantic City big casino mogul, but I don't really have, what my own capital, my own liquidity, anything that I inherited from my dad, because we know that was all his dad's money at that time, as the New York Times has now shown. Um, I don't really want to spend it. <laughs> So, so Ace, Ace kind of swooped in there and said, okay, well, here's these bonds we'll give you. They'll be in Bear Stearns' name, but you get control over them. And then when you want to exercise them, you exercise them, and then they'll be yours. So this was a way to get around some gaming commission issues and some other problems that they had with regulators in how they were actually how donald was actually acquiring these casinos and building his atlantic city stuff um and so he basically had control over bonds that had purchased casinos that were still in bear stern's name and his name wasn't on anything, but this is how he got around everything. And yet he still owned it. He could control it. And so that's sort of like a, an idea of the sneaky stuff that Ace was, for some reason, willing to risk and pull off for Donald over and over again. This is risky for Bear Stearns as well. So why these men took these extraordinary risks is part of a that sort of overall story that we're trying to unpack and look at. You know, why was it so damn important that this guy, you know, Donald, who's running around sleeping with everybody, hiding Marla Maples and Aspen and other places for these guys that owned the uh, uh, companies that, that he was actually purchasing for resorts. And he's like hiding people off the way in his Trump tower, giving them more accurately, giving them condos 
And so, so here you go, go at a reduced rate. rate. <laughs> All of this finagling and skirting the law and extreme measures with a big financial institution, Bear Stern, in order to have these shitty casinos that ended up going bankrupt anyway. Right. So there's no management in there. There's no, this is not about building anything really. It's not anything of substance. Uh, this is bending over backward, created a movement to leverage large sums of money right in the midst of huge savings and loan scandals and junk bond scandals and something like Tower, a Ponzi scheme, building itself up. So it has this sort of frenetic energy of like coke addicts run amok, right? That's what it feels like. But, but you, you can't, can't put peace in that category. category. This, this is, is a brilliant, brilliant measured, calculated, knowledgeable man putting Bear Stearns on the line for Donald, Donald Trump's, Trump's shitty casinos. casinos. Steve, what do you think about that? I, I... <laughs> well, she presented a very informative picture of a deep relationship between both companies the Trump companies and Bear Stearns companies, Bear Stearns was servicing the Trump companies as their investment banking financier mm -hmm. and providing a huge amount of capital to the Trump organization. And there was a substantial comfort level between the CEO of Bear Stearns, Ace Greenberg, and Donald Trump and Fred Trump. These were very successful realtors, unusually successful at the time. And they were not publicly traded as a public corporation. They were private. And they got to know this man, Ace Greenberg, the CEO of Bear Stearns, and all his top officials. And Jeffrey Epstein was in that circle. And there yes, was, was a very deep, deep relationship. But and he, he never, never left Bear Stearns, frankly. frankly. You know, Jeffrey's, Jeffrey's offshore network of, of accounts and LLPs and, and everything that he was up to with, with his offshore accounting Caribbean were still loaded up with Bear Stearns executives um, sitting with his companies in these shell LLCs. And he further was still working with the former CEO, actually the current COO at the time of Bear Stearns, who was in charge of their offshore banking businesses. I don't have the guy's name right available for me, but I, I can look it up in a sec. And this was the guy that actually gave Ace Greenberg, Alan Greenberg, his nickname Ace. They went to school together. They, they went and took over Bear Stearns together. They were partners. So that guy still down there with his junior executives or whatever, embedded in Jeffrey's offshore racketeering or whatever, whatever Jeffrey was doing with his offshore. Can't get around that. Their names are in there. Epstein left Bear Stearns in 81, but 
he didn't sever his other business arrangements with Bear Stearns. He was no longer a junior partner after 81 when he joined Douglas Lease's companies overseas. And he made investments. Epstein lost money in the two Bear Stearns hedge funds that did not succeed. Epstein was a major creditor in that. Interesting. And took a big loss. Those were the two trials where Epstein was supposedly going to cooperate and didn't cooperate. And Epstein was involved deeply, deeply. had $67 million invested in that. Tom Barrett knows Jeffrey Epstein. Tom Barrett knows Jeffrey Epstein really well. I have discovered. Okay. And, and he knows Paul Manafort, Manafort obviously, obviously they've, they've been old friends. And, and they were friends at this time, in the 80s, when, when Jeffrey, Jeffrey was setting all his offshore stuff up. He was working with the leases. And Paul Manafort's working for Ferdinand Marcos. And there's a bunch of Ferdinand Marcos money, art, all kinds of stuff that ends up disappearing with him in this flight that he took from the Philippines. And people are still trying to find all of that. So do you know whether the leases knew Paul Manafort, knew Tom Barrett, were somehow involved in that? Let me connect some dots for you. Tower's loss, Tower's financial loss, in the time frame that you're discussing and later on over 50 million dollars in cash and assets removed from towers financial because of the people you're talking about and that is one of the substantial removals of money engineered by jeffrey epstein attached to john hall who went to prison who is one of the dear friends of Tom Barrack. Tom Barrack signed the first set of paperwork to take over the Towers Financial Healthcare Divisions. And then Jeffrey Epstein and Alan Cohn, another associate of Jeffrey Epstein, and Robert Gold, another associate of Jeffrey Epstein, canceled the Tom Barrack transaction and switched it to the name of John Hall, who is literally bankrupt. And over $50, $60 million left Towers Financial to benefit Jeffrey Epstein and John Hall and that group of people. So there was a tremendous embezzlement taking place. And is that why you're trying to... Is that what you say that you've only discovered now? Um, You've discovered now that they're close friends? You said that with a certain tone. Um, I did not have the research done since the Jeffrey Epstein arrest in 2019. There has been gigantic research published every week about Jeffrey Epstein and Darren Indyke, his general counsel and partner who appears on every transaction. Mm -hmm. Now it's all published. Mm -hmm. That was confidential information in a private company that was not published before Jeffrey's Epstein's death. And now it's all coming out. And it's all true. 
that these people were deeply involved. Towers Financial lost over $50 million because of these people. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is amazing. Jeffrey Epstein lined his pockets full of money. Full of money right here. Right in this transaction. In 1987, uh, Jeffrey Epstein starts this J.E. Epstein and Company, right? And Khashoggi is one of his key clients. Is it only Khashoggi or is it Khashoggi at least? Well, keep in mind that that relationship started in 81, not 87. Okay. Epstein right. started the Khashoggi lease relationship in the early 80s, but Epstein reorganized in 87 when he joined Towers Financial. He changed around his corporate names. Okay, so it was, just, it, picture. so it was basically a, a rebranding more than a, a complete like restart. That's all it was, right. yes. And then you meet him um, through Douglas Lease. I'm looking at these dates and, and kind of timed blow-ups. You have this influx of this cash into the United States um, through the financial sector in New York. And then within like five, six years... Epstein's retooling, Khashoggi's in the center of that, and we have a blow-up. But what I've noticed about all these guys is every time there's a, some financial failure, certain people come out on top. Thoughts? And what he was saying, it's the same names that are continuously successful in reaping the harvest away from the poor people to the rich side of the page. Mm. And that's what we're discovering now. And that's what I'm discovering as to what happened to Towers Financial and what happened with what Jeffrey Epstein did to me and Towers Financial, which I didn't know the whole story until recently. The whole story meaning, meaning the... How Jeffrey Epstein did it, how mm. he rigged my criminal case. Mm. He actually rigged it. He actually did something that's never been done before. And the Washington Post ran a very big, detailed evidence story showing that it doesn't make sense what happened. Right. And as you and as you keep on pulling back the onion on Jeffrey Epstein and see that he was never prosecuted for thirty years with all these financial crimes, mystery is being told why yeah there's such a lot of emphasis on the sexual crimes but really one of the reasons he was probably not prosecuted to the full extent of the law in 2008 was because he's an arms dealer for the queen amongst others but you know he's an arms dealer the sexual crimes got washed away by the enormous amount of money amassed by jeffrey epstein mm. the money side of jeffrey epstein is the causation of the sexual crimes. Mm. He used that money to intimidate people and blackmail people, and he used that influence over people as a monster to manipulate them mm -hmm. and to avoid justice for 30 years. Unbelievable. It's ridiculous. He's um, a monster. I'd like to run through a few names with you and to ask you which of these people have money invested or had money invested in Towers Financial um, and in what capacity? So did Epstein have any of his own money in Towers Financial? Epstein withdrew 
withdrew the millions of dollars from Tower's financial. He was a taker. He wasn't, he wasn't giving in that situation. Um, He's not a giver. And uh, Adnan Khashoggi had money in there. We know that. And, we know that. Adnan Khashoggi was a participant with Douglas Lease in the business relationships with Towers Financial. Right. Yes. So we'll, t we'll take Lease off as well. Robert Maxwell, did he have any money in Towers Financial? Robert Maxwell, via his daughter, who joined this circle, in the 80s overseas i don't know that they were givers i mm. think they were takers okay thomas barack we've spoken about him taking did he uh was he an investor as well or did he put any money in he made a deal a major deal with towers financial that he signed money changed hands and then the deal got canceled, shockingly canceled, mm. and got transferred over to one of his close friends, John Hall, by the Jeffrey Epstein manipulation with a man named Alan Bone. And that onion's first getting peeled back now. That's where they stole. Mm. They stole over $50 million from Powers Financial. Right then and there. And in writing the, you know, in the light of day, basically seems like they were just able to do that. What about Leslie Wexner? Was he invested in Towers? He was a giver to Jeffrey Epstein for Jeffrey Epstein's management of the Wexner money. But not in Towers directly. But did not Jeffrey put it in directly. Towers? Because, because Jeffrey, Jeffrey was pushing, pushing money through, through Towers, towers that he, he had, had from clients or, or whatnot. whatnot. Correct? Yes, he was. We do not have the other side of that page, he was using his brokerage firms to move and transfer money and launder money belonging to Towers Financial. The answer is yes. But I okay. can't so establish today how Wexner's money was transferred. Okay, okay. so I you don't really know, know where, where Jeffrey, Jeffrey was getting the money that he was pushing through I've seen a lot of documentation of, um, of his transferring this money, but I don't know each step he took with the money laundering. I do not know okay. that. And so, and so I, I think, think it's important, important if, if we, we could, could pause right here, here for a sec, uh, Zeb, and, and we'll, we'll get, get to these other, other names. names, but maybe, maybe the, the audience needs to a little, a little refresher on what Towers was, what the Ponzi scheme was that Jeffrey was Good idea. orchestrating there. So it's money coming in, Steve, and then you pay people out, what, on a monthly basis? A guaranteed return? Was it that kind of Ponzi? Yes, yes, Ponzi is a simple sentence. You take the new money to pay the old money. Mm -hmm. That's right. the Ponzi. That's the definition. So you can apply that definition all the time to financial components of business. Right. And so, so the clients are on the inside of it. Right? So they put money in and then they get a percentage return on a regular basis. Yes. 
Okay. And, and do, do they, they have, have to say where they got the money they were putting in? No, the kids have to establish that they have the money. Because it's just that here's my money. money. <laughs> you don't need to know how I made this money. Here it is. No. Right. Gotcha. So then when, when they, they get, get it on the other side, it's their same money, and they get to register it as a payment from a financial institution. It's clean. So I, I can say today that I have seen Epstein launder part of that money to his personal pain. Hmm. Definitely launder part of that money to his personal enrichment. I can say that so without money from clients, clients back into, into his pocket. pocket. Using towers to watch He it. took the money. He took the money. I don't think that Leon Black had money in Towers Financial. What about uh, the, but what, Leon, the Saudi? But, 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 but yeah. Leon Black and Jeffrey Epstein were very, very close in transactional money. So I'm not saying that they weren't doing business with an awful lot of money. And Jeffrey was doing business with an awful lot of Towers financial money. So I can't answer concisely that pointed question. Okay. Um, I was going to talk about the Saudi Royal family, whether they were invested in there. And then I also wanted to get your opinion on whether Donald Trump had many money in Towers Financial. The Saudi royal family, I don't think was invested in Towers Financial. I don't believe so. And President Trump, I have not seen any of his organizations as Towers Financial investors. He had very close friends that were associated with him that were participants in Towers Financial. Very close People friends. People like Rudy his Giuliani. Friend, his closest friend was one of the Towers Financial advisors, Bill Fugazi, William Fugazi. Interesting. And Rudy Giuliani was your lawyer as well at Towers Financial. Rudy Giuliani was employed by a law firm, Anderson Kill was the first two names of the law firm, and that was Bob Morgenthau's son-in-law, Anderson, and Rudy Giuliani ah. was the main lawyer for Towers Financial at that law firm. Wow. <laughs> it's a small world. Okay, but let's, let's land here. Uh, because, because when Towers was really building a lot, with, uh, with Jeffrey. Uh, Rudy was busy taking out Cosa Nostra, the heads of the five families, putting those bosses in jail. Right when all this great, all this huge amounts of money starting to arrive and go into our financial markets from overseas, we don't know who. <laughs> yeah, Eric was describing that in the same the same characters keep popping up. I don't know if if Steve knows our creative term for them, but the fuck, the fucketeers, <laughs> and their arms deals and their financial scams and all of their stuff that they're up to. Um, 
right at that time, Rudy was in the midst of that mafia commission trial with Giovanni Falcone mm -hmm. from Italy. Um, it, Giovanni was a prosecutor, a good guy. Um, so he, he's got to get done with this trial. And then he's a private attorney for Towers? He leaves the government. He is out of office. He goes to the law firm, Anderson Kirolik and another name, which is Bob Morgenthau's son-in-law, and becomes okay. a main partner in that law firm and brings in the Towers financial client to that law firm, which pays him over a million dollars a year. Yes. Wow. And basically for you, he's doing typical legal work that uh, big corporations need, or is there anything unique that he's doing there for you? Yeah, he's doing general corporate work, mm. required so by they, the many companies under Towers Financial. Eric, do you have any thoughts on this? This is really your expertise, this whole uh, morass of, of lawyers and finances and what have you. Well, you know, it's maybe just general corporate work, but I just find it interesting that uh, Rudy Giuliani just seems to be at the center of all these things, like, you know, just happens to be there for Jeffrey Epstein's uh, Ponzi scheme. He just happens to be there to take down the Casa Nostra uh, while the Russians are coming in. And then he happens to be uh, the lobbyist. He's mayor of New York for 9-11, then he's lobbyist for Purdue, and we're going to get everybody into uh, opiates. It gets to be kind of a pattern after a while once you end up here where he's trying to take out uh, foreign service officers in Ukraine. Yeah, it is. He's everywhere. He has good timing or something. Or something. Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download.